Welcome to the Breakthrough Advisor Podcast. In this podcast, we inspire advisors with ideas and pathways to break through barriers and build a thriving retirement income business. We will interview innovative technology developers, business leaders, and successful advisors, then help you organize and execute these ideas to move your business forward. Hello, this is Jack Martin. I serve as the virtual CMO for InsureMark. I want to welcome you to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast today. Patrice Scora and I are, are going to have a little conversation about organic growth. Hey, Patrice, how are you doing? Doing well, Jack. But I've got to tell you, every time I hear organic growth, all I think of is yogurts. Is it an organic yogurt? Is it a processed yogurt? I, I just hey. I can't get away from that. <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about that before we started, and, and I, I think that, that there's really something there that we should talk about, I don't know if we talk about it today or another time, but organic growth is really about growing your business. And so the the analogy about, you know, where's your food coming from? And is it mm -hmm. grown sustainably? And is it grown, you know, in a, in a way that's good for us? There's a lot of analogy there. But in any event, that, that you know, we can get off on food <laughs> another time. So hey, folks, uh, if you're joining us for the first time, Breakthrough Advisor podcast is where lead advisors come to get insights about taking their, their practice to the next Next level, and so as as I said, we're going to talk today about organic growth, and so I guess we need to start with with defining what we're talking about, right? So, what is organic growth? Or, organic growth has really been in the headlines a lot in the last few months because last year more advisors managed fewer assets for fewer clients than in the previous five years. And so the you would I agree with you. That's a puzzle, yeah, right? It so is. so and and the reason is the 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 market was down. Okay. Right, right. And and so now when you start to look at I'm an advisor and I've got assets under management and my assets under management go up or down, is that organic growth or not? Okay. If they if they go up, it, it it's not organic growth. If they go up, your your assets grew, your revenue grew, exactly. yes. But you didn't pick up new clients, you didn't pick up new additions of assets under management and so on. And so in in, in a classic sense, you really haven't grown organically. Okay. So the, the what's interesting is th this trend has been going on for a few years now, and depending on who you listen to, it's either gone down a third over the last four years wow. to to as much as fifty to sixty percent. Okay, and so advisors have historically relied on referrals and the referral streams have kind of dried up. We knew that. And so um, uh, most wealth managers then haven't done a very good job of, of replacing the referral mm. streams with new sources of, of new clients and, and new assets. And so I think that's that, that's where we start. So or, but, but wait, Jack, but wait, I, I want to go back a little bit here. If the market is in such turmoil, you would think people would want to get a new advisor or to get an advisor and therefore new assets would be coming in. So in, in you're correct. And so I haven't seen any research on, on no doubt there's money in motion. Okay. I haven't seen any research on why, if people are changing advisors, why new advisors aren't growing. Uh, and the answer may be net is the answer. Net, they are losing mm, as many okay. clients as they are taking in. Net, the clients they are getting are smaller or the same size as the ones they're losing. Uh, but at the end of the day, 
the 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 assets under management have not grown the revenues have not grown over the last few years and if you subtract and that, that's when you subtract out market gains clearly before last year the market was was on a tear right Mm-hmm. So uh, with the market up double digits, you would think advisors all would have been experiencing organic growth. Mm-hmm. But when you subtract out the market gains and what's left for you is, 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 you know, the amount that your business that, that you actually grew the clients and new assets, you know, that that's really been the trouble spot for um, a lot of wealth managers. Well, this goes back to a word you used earlier then sustainability. Yeah, it, exactly. It's not. It's not. Exactly. And the, the, the thing, I mean, uh, or, or you can say, well, maybe organic growth isn't that important. You know, I don't need an engine in lieu of, of referrals because the market's going to go up over the long term, you know, and I'm fine from that perspective. The, the reality is that if you, if you, if you imagine that you're going to sell your, your practice sometime, you need to look at what are, what are the components of valuation, right? And if I'm a buying a business, if I'm going to buy a list of clients with a stated amount of assets, okay, then that's worth a multiple of of x all right mm-hmm. but if instead i'm buying a, a going thriving business that attracts new people converts leads into clients then uh, you know i'm going to pay a higher multiple for that and the data says for every 1% increase in organic growth that's growth net of market gains for every 1% increase in organic growth there's a 7% increase in the valuation of that firm yeah that so, is a nice return yeah, that's pretty attractive. Yeah. Uh, and so it, it makes some sense to think about, you know, what what does it take for me to build an organic growth engine? Uh, and, and so there, there are a lot of things that uh, advisors have been doing well in the past. There are firms that are growing, that, that are experiencing hyper growth. And uh, they they are doing well well above the average, and depending on who you listen to, their their growth rates are in the twenties to the forties. Okay, uh, so so they're they're the ones who are benefiting from the slow growth to no growth people who are losing clients, right? So what's the difference between the firms that are experiencing, right. you know, substantial growth versus slow to no growth? And I think if you study that, it's really enlightening, uh, you know, at a lot of different levels. It helps you understand what do you have to do as a wealth manager in order to build a growth engine. And it also helps you appreciate the value of building that from a long-term practice valuation perspective. So that that's kind of there you go. There's the introduction to organic growth. What do you think? <laughs> it's pretty good. Question though, can that organic growth overheat? You're talking about firms 40% growth? Can that be too oh. much? <laughs> well, I think that's probably a good problem. Um, it is a you good know, problem, the, yes. The the uh and, and and you know, scalability is obviously a big mm-hmm. big issue, right? And how quickly can you add people? Do you have the right structure? Do you have the right processes? Do you have the right technology? And so those firms, what we see happening in those firms is they they not only have the mindset for growth, okay? So that means being able to onboard and deliver an exceptional exceptional customer experience, but they also have invested in the people to accomplish that. So, and they have invested in processes, workflows, and so on, and they've invested heavily in technology. So this is all Um, going to be part of your your, uh, organic growth engine that you have to put together? Go for it. Yes, exactly. So that's really 
the, those are the key things that you see when you when you when you dissect the hyper growth firm versus the slow growth firm. The slow growth firms are are not, for instance, a, as dependent on CRMs uh, as the hyper growth firms are. And, and there there are actually a number of things. If if you break this down into a um, a process, okay. If you say mm-hmm. so, how do you get from a lead to um, someone who's a client? How do you how do you get there? Well, you get there in steps, right? And so the first step is you've got to um, create awareness for yourself, right? And so uh, you you've got to have leads that are interested in in what you're talking about, and. We've talked a lot uh, over the last few years about the need to to get a niche, the need to create, a, you know, a strong value proposition. And when you do those kinds of things, then you've got to play in traffic, right? You've got to be active in social. You've got to have the podcasting, the blogs. Your website's got to be uh, optimized for SEO and so on. You could you should be doing educational webinars. And 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 at that level, at that let's call it top of the funnel although i think the funnel analogy is is broken but let's say at the at the level of creating awareness and converting a lead into a prospect someone who's attracted to you webinars are an extremely underused uh, tool okay. a- and less than a third of financial advisors are doing webinars today but they're very well attended when they're done well and promoted well and and they they can be a great place for leads to determine whether they want to do business with you so uh, the first stage is is lead to prospect. That's where you take someone who's who's become aware of you through your website, SEO, social media, or webinar, and get them get them into your system, get them to opt in. All right. From there, jumping back to the webinars again, did they get a, a big push during the COVID? You know, COVID yeah. that thing that we had. You know. Yes. Yes. Uh, it really took them. It really took the whole webinar thing. I think to the to the next level. Right. I think some of us have been doing webinars aggressively for a long time. And obviously, when we went virtual during the the pandemic, you know, the whole skill set for financial advisors got tuned up. And so, you know, the yes to webinars being more effective today, advisors being more effective at doing webinars mm-hmm. today than they were in the mm-hmm. past. So right. webinars is the first differentiator there between the hyper growth and the slow growth. The The next step, you, step is once you've got someone to opt in, you're aware of them, you've got a little bit of information about them. The next process is to, is to convert that prospect into a meeting, right? And so that prospect engagement, that nurturing process uh, is where, where you start to, again, see some differences between the hypergrowth and the slow growth. The hypergrowth firms are very invested in sales enablement. They are very invested in automated digital marketing, uh, and they are very invested in CRM. The CRM is going to give them the best tool for getting a a more complete view of what's happening with that client being able to not only understand the demographics to understand the balance sheet to understand you know those traditional financial cash flow items but also to understand the client the uh, the, the person um and and the the humanization of of uh, and personalization uh, is is really driven by the CRM so it, it's there where you're going to be able to capture you know what what are they con- what, what is the prospect or, or or potential client concerned with how do they feel about money what what do they think 
their their purposes uh, around money? How do they feel, you know, ab- about the direction they're going? How much confidence do they have in their financial future? Those are all really important things for them to understand. And so if you get them into a meeting where you've got an opportunity to uncover that, then you also need to be able to capture that information. And that's where the CRM comes to play. But the meeting itself, you know, there are a lot of tools you can use if you think about you know what's on the minds of people today financially you know two or three of the the, the top things that that are consistently on the minds of people today are uh taxes the outliving their their assets mm-hmm. and and how they're going to take care of themselves in their later years, how they're going to transfer their their estates, you know th- those kinds of things are are super important to them. And there are there are tools, tax planning tools that you can use at this level to engage someone to bring them into a meeting. Um, a, there's a, there might be a widget on your website that lets them you know explore their personal longevity. There might be a widget on your website that lets them them, uh, uh, you know, uh, get some information about uh, tax or get them some information about their risk uh, profile. So and when they when they give you that little bit of information, then there's there's some advice that you can give them around that. And that's what the meetings, you know, is the trigger for the meeting. And then the meeting, the purpose of the meeting expands a little bit. So you're you're now moving from prospect to meeting how do you turn a meeting into a client? And you know that that discovery process is is the key differentiator there. You you've got to have, and again, this is you know one of the differentiators for the hyper growth firms. You've got to have some kind of lead conversion tool there. You know, if you we we know that if you are problem focused in your approach to clients as opposed to solution driven. If you're problem focused, you you got a greater chance for success, okay? So if their problems are taxes, longevity, estate, those kinds of things, what you want to be thinking, or a, a great one is, uh, you know, what's my social security going to be? Mm-hmm. So, you know, now, now if we follow this through, so someone, uh, you know, sees your ad in, in Facebook or, or Google's, how, how do I learn how much I'm going to get from social security? They come to your website, they fill out a little widget, you know, that tells them, you know, you, you can get, you know, X amount more by optimizing your social security, you know, let's set a meeting, we get into the meeting, we talk about what we can get for you in terms of optimizing your social security and the client then says oh by the way that's great i love that now what can you do with my 401k rollover and so now we're in with the you know the game is on right, right? right. so let's let, let's talk about all the all the different things in your financial statement but more importantly let's dive deeper into who you are and what makes you tick and what's important to you and, and you know what your confidence level is with with the direction you're going and so that 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 serves as a lead conversion tool if you if you follow me or, or you, some people might call Call it advice engagement. Uh, what you're ultimately trying to do is get to a proposal or a next best step. So all of those are, are, are key links in the chain, if you will. Tech, I keep hearing tech, 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 but a lot of people don't really want just that tech touch. They want that people touch. So what about a staff? Yes, 100%. And uh, investing in the people is another differentiator between hyper growth and slow growth firms. They have to be willing to have someone who's going to help 
uh, you know, add a, add a face, add a voice, add a, add a touch to that customer experience. And so the more freedom the advisor has from those non-client facing mm-hmm. activities, the more time he can spend with clients. And honestly, that's why most of us got into this business anyway, was to work with clients. I, I didn't get into the business to deal with compliance or technology or, or stuff like that. So yes to more people and and the evidence is clear that's a that's a driver of growth and what else is talk to me some more um you know having a good workflow so for instance if 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 someone you know completes the 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 widget uh you know for social security on your website do you have a workflow that makes sure that that person doesn't fall through the cracks it it's shocking how it's almost like uh, a lot of advisors have a, have a recipe box and four by six cards in there, you know, <laughs> to keep track of what's going on, right? And and so they don't have a a systematic way to automate any of that to keep track of what's going on to nurture those clients and and um, they they don't have a that and. and well, in any event, so it's about having hiring the people, having the processes and the workflows, and and having the technology uh, to support all that. So, I, you know, I heard an interesting thing the other day. You mentioned tech, okay? So, someone the other day said, in five years, we might not refer to fintech anymore. Okay. It will just be the way we do business. I, so, I, I can see that. Yes, I, I I know we're we're all kind of mentally in a state of transition, but I think a lot of us, as a result of COVID, accelerated that transitioning. I was just going to say, and, think how fast you are now between your apps and your computer and all the op- the screens you may have open, all the sites you may have open. You are so much faster now that I'll bet you were before COVID. Yes, hundred percent. We can talk about customer experience another time, but ju- just one nugget about this, okay? So the advisor's competition today is not another financial advisor. the The competition for the attention of that high value consumer is another customer experience. So, okay. I, I, I mean, think about okay. Did anyone? How many people use DoorDash before pandemic? Right. How big was Amazon before pandemic? I mean, how big was Netflix before pandemic? And so all of those things got accelerated. And so now it's really part of the the whole way that we live, right? And, and that's why that's why I think this this person was spot on when they said, you know, we're not going to think about fintech in five years. It, mm-hmm. It's just going to be this is the environment we we work in, and there are so many advances being made in terms of making it seamless and. Um, and you start to look at what AI can do in order to improve the processes and so on. So, yeah, I, I, I get the resistance to being really tech oriented, but that that's a. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying there. Um, yeah. It's going to go. And well, with that in mind, younger advisors, are they embracing more tech? Uh, it's more natural. Yes. Yeah. But but uh, they're 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 really picky. You know they're not interested in old school build Excel spreadsheet kind of thing, right? <laughs> the the apps they have today, the apps we can we can access today, the 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 ability to. One of our one of our partners uh, does digital automation for Insuremark's financial advisors, and they've just launched a, a whole new 
uh, AI builder platform. So literally, you can go in and say, um, I, th and th th this group builds great content for us, okay? Uh, it's, it's our Catalyst platform. They build award-winning content for us. The campaigns are awesome. They do all the A-B testing. Everything's you know clean and ready to rock it, come out of the box. But let's say that I want to take a, a slightly different tilt on this, okay? So I can go in and, and I can start doing some prompts uh, along the way, and it will create a new picture for me, a new image created with AI. It will create new subject lines created with the AI. It will help me personalize the, the subject matter that, I, that I'm writing about, all within the context of a, of a standard builder. And if I just want to send it the way it is, great, push a button, it's, off, it's personalized to me, personalized to, to my client, we're off to the races. But if I want to take it to a different level, if I want to say, go to a specific subset of people that I met last weekend and embrace that experience with them, you know, it makes it super simple to do that. So I, I think that the, the barriers to using technology are, are coming down rapidly. That's not to say that, you know, we, we don't all have a learning curve to some extent. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's easier, right? I mean, we're sitting here on Zoom recording podcasts on video. Right. right. And, you know, when this is over, I can drop this into an app. It's going to go through and edit out all my ums and haws and yada, yada. Uh, all my yada, yadas are going to get edited <laughs> out. It's, it's going to edit it up, give it a clean video, you know, presentation, complete with captions and titles and the whole chalupa. So, you know, it's, it's, it's getting much easier. All I got to do is drop it in there, push a button. The AI figures it out and then says, do you like this? And we're good to go, right? But it still so. comes back to the human touch. Yeah. Yeah. Is, does this deliver the message that yeah, I want it? to deliver? Right? And if it does deliver it, does it reinforce it? Do you have to reinforce it? I should think you want that sustainability. Yeah, that's a good word. Uh, you know, maybe that's the word of the day, sustainability. You know, is, is, and that, that's part of the insuremark value proposition, right? We want to help our advise, we want to help ambitious advisors build more successful and sustainable 21st century advisory businesses. And any meeting, any webinar, any Zoom you've ever been on with, with us from insuremark, you've heard that. And, and, you know, we not only talk about it, but we live it as you, as you can hear. There are lots of things we're doing to, to help advisors build that sustainable business that that's really going to give them fungible value when they finally decide, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to hang it up. So. Well, Jack, how can people reach you if they want to talk to you? Super easy. Jump over to insuremark.net. Uh, you know, check out some of the video content, check out what we're doing with respect to our, our digital annuity platform, with respect to our digital marketing, hear what other advisors are saying about insuremark. Super easy to connect and, and take care of that, but make sure for sure, that you subscribe, uh, like, share, <laughs> comment on our uh, podcast. So, Patrice, nice setup. Thank you. All right. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Breakthrough Advisor podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. 